episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 4, Episode 17, Easy Target. The original air date for this episode was May 1st, 1989. May Day, if you will. Yeah. It was directed by Charles Carell, and it was written by Rick Drew. Why don't we describe this episode in brief? In this episode, MacGyver and Pete stumble onto a terrorist plot to set off an electromagnetic pulse device. Right. Uh, and we start with uh, MacGyver and Pete are on the road, mm-hmm. it's, uh, banished it's, from a ski slope. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... I don't know. I kind of feel like this is one of the lamer openings to a show, only because they start off with that Pete and Mac are having this big fight. Yeah. And, like, that they're... That, that, not that their friendship is at risk, but... They never come back to this plot, this opening kind of subplot. About it was just some kind of an excuse for why were these guys on the road together. Yeah, and and then why they went their separate ways. Yeah, to to get them separated. It's like Pete and Mac are fighting. They don't. Yeah, they're mad at each That's other. That's why they split up. Um, because they run out of gas as they're driving, yeah. and it was Pete's job to fill up the gas tank, but he forgot. Yeah, he went to get pizza last night, and he said he would fill up the tank, and he neglected to. Yeah. I bet he got that pizza, though. <laughs> I bet he did, yeah. Uh, they don't call him Pizza Pete for nothing. <laughs> In fact, they do call him Pizza Pete for nothing. Oh, just to just to piss him off. <laughs> it's a nickname from high school when he had that acne. <laughs> oh, poor Pete. Uh, so they, uh, they split up to look for gas. Uh, Mac says, mm-hmm. you go that way, I'm going to go this way. Whoever finds gas first comes and picks up the other guy. Or whoever dies first doesn't yeah. come back. This is a terrible plan. Yeah. Like, like you would know which direction there would be gas. You don't yeah. just randomly wander. You've been on this road before. This is how you got there. Yeah, and you've been driving for a while. You would remember if you'd seen a gas station in one direction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but instead, they just go off in two separate directions. Also, where they pull over, there's like... It looks like there's some kind of a leak on the road because there's just water like cascading yeah. over the street. Yeah, there's, there's just like it, I don't know if it it had just recently rained and maybe there was like a creek that it was overflowing or something yeah. like that. Because not the, yeah. clear, but it looked like a fire hydrant was busted or something. Mm-hmm. And there's just water spilling out over the street. A lot of it too, like yeah. not just like like a like a trickling. This is like full on sheets of water just yeah. rolling down the street. Um, so MacGyver is the first one to reach a gas station, but. The gas station has recently been uh, taken over, taken over yeah. much in the way of uh, Last Stand. Last Stand, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. So yeah, this truck pulls up with this huge piece of covered equipment, and the two drivers get out kind of like just chatting about, oh, you got to try the, the, the corned beef hash at this tr- gas station. Yeah. <laughs> I've been coming here for years. Well, this, this is before that, though, even. First MacGyver shows up. No, no, no. The, oh, yeah, he shows up first, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. so they, uh, they see MacGyver coming, and this gas station is just crowded with presumably terrorists, a bunch of yeah, people yeah, with yeah. guns, and uh, they're like, oh, who's this guy? He's going to mess up our plan. And originally, like, they're like, okay, well, we'll kill him, mm-hmm. and then just continue move on, on with what we were going to do. And then the guy's like, no, 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 maybe I can get him to leave without any problems. So he goes out to talk to MacGyver, and MacGyver explains the situation. We ran out of gas. My buddy's going the other way. Mm-hmm. And when he like fumbles to get his money out of his yeah. pocket, it's just like <laughs> he just, just like oh, throws oh, everything oh. on the ground, including his Phoenix Foundation ID, which should be in his wallet. Come on, yeah. whatever. Um, but then the guy sees it on the ground, and 
either lies or coincidentally has a cousin Louise who works in accounting at Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And says, "Oh yeah, I know, I know uh, Phoenix Foundation. My cousin works there." And uh, and MacGyver's like, "Oh, that's great. Anyway, thanks for mm. this gas. Here's yeah. the money, and uh, I'll bring the gas the gas can back as soon as we get the car moving." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves, and the guy goes back inside and says, "Hey, this could work out really well for us." Right. He works for this think tank, Phoenix Foundation. I guess their thinking is they have this evil plan underway. And they're worried that the government's going to try and cover it up. Mm-hmm. And they know that Phoenix Foundation would be the white knight and report on the yeah, actual report terrorist the act. So they, they said, we can use these guys as witnesses. Yeah. So so uh, the head the head guy here, Jonathan, he sent, he calls up Frank, who's their tech expert, right. to, to swing around and pick up Pete. Who's basically on the other side of town, or at least on the other opposite direction that Pete is in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes and grabs Pete. And uh, and the, at the same time, this is now this is when the big truck full of equipment right. shows up. Yeah, and the actor playing Jonathan, the the leader of the gang, is Wolf Muser, who actually plays Hitler on the Man in High Castle. <laughs> I laugh only because uh, I think you only see him in one scene so far. Oh, really? And it's like news footage. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah. it's like so brief that it's hardly recognizable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I really wanted to like that show. It's. The most interesting characters are not the main characters. Yeah. And the main characters are just... It's funny because Alyssa Davalos' uh, daughter... Is on the show, is, too. Is the, is the lead. Yeah, Is the yeah. female lead. So, um, uh, but, like, it's not that they're bad. It's just that I find the other characters more fascinating. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Um, but the actor here, Tom Everett, playing Frank, is... Uh, he plays Agent Frank Statler in Tremors 3. Which is back to perfection. Okay, I, I know I've seen it, but I can't I can't recall it. Yeah, that's with the ass blasters. Yeah, the ass blasters and the albino. Um, yeah, yeah. The graboid that becomes Michael Gross's pet, basically. Um, and he uh, Tom Everett also played uh, Benjamin from 1935 to 1937 in the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh. Which is interesting. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what his credit is on IMDb. I thought it was Brad Pitt the whole way through the movie. Yeah. Huh. I actually haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> Maybe he was like the body, and then they CG'd. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying to recall, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I don't know how that works. Because 35 to 37 would be when he was still pretty old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But so now they have Pete and this truck with a giant... EMP on the back of it has pulled mm-hmm. up to the gas station, and uh, these two guys get out and, like you said, they're complimenting whatever food this yeah, diner yeah. This, at the gas, this station, gas has. station has. Yeah, um, and as soon as they sit down, like they they immediately recognize. Well, they immediately don't recognize the waitress. Yeah, but and the, the, the head truck driver he says like, "Oh, I come here all the time." It's like this is really a route. Yeah, like this mountain road near a ski resort is yeah. like a is a high traffic for government equipment route or just for this one guy yeah he, he just he comes out of his way he really loves that corned beef yeah. um and so they sit down have a little bit of a conversation and just just are just blown away yeah immediately she just comes out with like an assault rifle and just blasts them through the front window yeah so so now they have the equipment which we still don't know i mean we we said it in the opening that it's an EMP device. Right. Yeah. But you don't know how how amazingly Godzilla 
like technology that this looks like yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. The prop is really cool. But they, uh, so they decide, okay, now we have the truck and we have the keys to it from these guys that we mm-hmm. killed. So the next stage is to try and intercept MacGyver because we already have Pete. Right. Um, so Pete gets like locked up in some cabin basement and they go to get MacGyver. And to do that, they decide they're going to disable his car as a test of the weapon. Mm-hmm. So they drive this giant military hardware to... Um, they drive uh, it to the cabin, yeah. Yeah, basically to the cabin, but it's near where MacGyver was parked. And uh, and they hook it up to a transformer on the side of the road mm-hmm. and charge it to like 0.1%. Yeah. So that way they're like, okay, this is enough of a charge to disable a vehicle. So then when MacGyver comes by, they kill the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he gets out, they show up with guns and they're like, all right. You're our prisoner now. Well, it seems like they could have done this when he was at the gas station. Like, yeah. this was totally unnecessary. But oh. it was a test of the equipment, I guess. I, I guess. I guess I guess for the audience's sake. Yeah. Because, oh, I don't know what an EMP does. It's like, yeah. you know, it's I mean, at the time, it might have been, yeah. Yeah. Like, less of a recognizable yeah. thing. Like, every, I think Goldeneye, like, sensationalized it. Yeah. And, and also Matrix. Because they would use it every time those the spiders oh, attacked. Yeah. They would blast an EMP oh. that would just kill all the spiders. So the next part of the plan is to try to keep Pete and MacGyver alive for them to report on what's the activities. Yeah. So the best way to keep them alive... Is to put them in a basement. With live hand grenades yeah. in their hands. Yeah, so they tie both of them up in the basement. But the weird thing, like, they don't tie them up to something. Yeah. They just tie their it. hands behind their back and put grenades in their hands. But they're allowed to walk around the cabin. Mm-hmm. Like, that just seems really counterintuitive. Like, yeah. obviously they're going to find a way out of this. Or why not just hand the other person... The grenade in their other hand. Yeah. And then, like, try to work Here, out. Can you hold this grenade, Pete? I'm gonna untie these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because that is kind of what they do, but they do it in the worst possible way. Yeah. Um. Uh, the villains of the story have to. They have a. There's a couple parts of their plan that they need to complete first. Right. They need to charge the the device, and they also need to take out a local phone switching station in order to create a dead zone in which they can work in so that no one can call for emergency services right. and stuff. I'm still pretty sure this episode was originally called Dead Zone. Mm. And then they were like, oh, but there's already an episode called Kill Zone. It's too well, close. What should we call it? And then they just watched the episode and they were like, someone says Easy Target at one point. Yeah. Let's call it Deadly Easy Dreams. Target. Yeah. <laughs> what? That, didn't, that has nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> Shut up. It's called Deadly Dreams. Uh... So yeah, they have to have a phone switching station, the power station, and oh, and the and the TV station. Right, because the, they want to broadcast their threat right. to the city, because it, it's essentially the same plot as Blowout. There's mm-hmm. a team of terrorists who have a leader who's been imprisoned or is at least facing charges. Yeah, yeah. and they want him released, and so they they're threatening the city, which is funny because. Uh, Frank Ferrucci, who plays Armin in this episode, was also one of that gang in Blowout that was trying to get their mm. their leader back. He'll actually come back as Tariq in Passages. Well, what's interesting about this plan is that it's it's basically I like I compared it to to Live Free or Die Hard um, okay. because Timothy Oliphant is shutting down the whole city and yeah. crippling like traffic and everything and creating creating panic and hysteria just to show how weak. The infrastructure is. Yeah. His purpose is to, well, steal money, and but also to show that, that it is a weakness. Yeah. And that's why I was really kind of surprised that even in the 80s, they were like, you know, that, like... 
everything's electric, and if we shut it off, it would it's, be a it's gonna deal. it's gonna be like he's like, yeah, that'll never happen, and like. This is like almost like a warning. Yeah. This whole episode, because all the government officials in the, that they show on the news are like, no, they wouldn't be able to do something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's, there's no such technology, and even if there was, like, they wouldn't have access to it. It's like, there is such technology because we know that – did you not see Godzilla 1984? Yeah, they use it in that movie. <laughs> but also, like, the thing that bothers me the most is that they're on the news. Like, is it possible they have an EMP machine? Like, they already know – they already, like, can comprehend – this electromagnetic pulse. Right. Is it possible they have this generator and the military leaders are just like, no. I mean, they're, we know for a fact that one was being transported through this area mm-hmm. and we, those guys haven't checked in in a while. But, but there's no way that they have it and we're not even going to follow up on that with an investigation. Yeah. This, the security would be so tight for the transportation of such a piece of equipment. It's like two guys. They no would know guns. exactly where they are. Yeah. But instead, they, they just assume that there's no way that they took this truck and don't follow up on it. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, it's not the it's not really the military that's moving this thing. Yeah, it's a it's a like a some kind of like it's a electric. private company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the villains hit their first target, which is a TV station, and they patch in their VCR. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that they they put it on VCR and just hook it up. Yeah. Uh, to the to the broadcasting. Um, but he says he wants it to go out on TV and radio. Yeah. Like, that's not how video works. You can't send video on the radio. Yeah. Well, technically you can because that is how it gets to you. But it <laughs> uh, doesn't pick, get picked up by a car. Right. Uh, so MacGyver and Pete want to just basically – well, first of all, Pete's trying to come up with the ideas because Mac's still mad at him, I guess. Right. It's like, why don't you come up with an idea, Pete? It's like, and like, how about we throw one of the grenades up there? It's like, nah, it's not going to work. That will bring the whole place down on us. <laughs> we'll be using that phrase again. Yeah. Uh, like, then Pete says, "How about we replace the pins and the grenades?" It's like, that's all. not a terrible idea. Yeah, it's good. And he's looking at Pete's badge mm-hmm. and the metal that, like, in the hooks of his badge. Yeah, yeah, from the from the ski lift. Yeah, it's basically just a paperclip that's been like twisted around to yeah. hold the the ski lift badge. Um, and so MacGyver's plan, instead of just having Pete hold the other grenade, says, "How about we just..." Put this under your put big, this right under your chin. <laughs> put this under one of your chins, and oh. <laughs> sorry, that's mean. Um, but Pete, yeah, he takes the grenade in such a way that if things were to go wrong, it would just blast his head clean off. Yeah, and like you're you're sweating, you're nervous. Like put it under his foot, put yeah. it on the ground, and have him step on it. There's like a million ways yeah. to handle this live grenade. But instead, they do this. But yeah. then MacGyver's able to peel this metal thing out and unfold it and replace the pin and the grenade. Mm-hmm. So that way Pete can just drop it on the ground. Yeah. And it doesn't go off. And uh, so then they do it to the other grenade. Right. Um, now, that's a little bit easier because they only have one live grenade to deal with. Yeah. So, Frank and Jonathan get to the broadcast station yeah. and it's not even locked. Yeah. It's just like, it, not only is there no guard, but the doors are just unlocked and mm-hmm. wide open they just walk right in and plug their well, who, tape who, in yeah who's who's gonna go well who's gonna in the 80s who's gonna go to a broadcasting station and go in and start i guess yeah jerking stuff around yeah um the next target is the phone switching station right which um they don't even have to go into this building yeah they, they just they, like hack a wire outside yeah th- there's there's like a like a friggin uh 10 inch pvc pipe coming out of the ground yeah and they just blow it up yeah um, and uh, at the same time as that's exploding, uh, 
MacGyver and Peter blasting their way out of the basement using the detonators from the mm-hmm. grenades. Because they can't use a whole grenade because the whole cabin would explode. Right. So they basically took the grenade apart and shaved pieces of the C4 yeah. out of the inside of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what goes into the construction of a grenade or the different types of grenades. Because it seems like some of them are full of gunpowder and some of them are full of other kind of ex- yeah. explosives. These look like older grenades to me, so I wouldn't have thought that they would have C4 in them, mm-hmm. but what do I know? Because there's also, like, grenades that are designed for just explosion and fragmentation. Right. Like like the, the pineapple-type grenades that you see, like, that the usually the U.S. Army have. Yeah, yeah. Those are fragmentation. Those are meant to, right. like, hurt... Shrapnel. Shrapnel-wise yeah. you, and this is this was just, like, pure explosion. Yeah. And then when Mac and Peter are out of the cabin, they run out to... I mean, immediately Pete recognizes there's not a phone line running to this cabin. Right, it's just Even if there line. was, it wouldn't matter because yeah, yeah. the phones are out. So there might as well have been a phone that they tried and it didn't work. But um, but there's a truck parked outside. So they hop in the truck, hotwire it, mm-hmm. and then head off to find the terrorists. Right. And um, the truck is also uh, part of this plan right. of the villains. But they, they have since you know, they didn't think they needed it again. But it's all it's all connected to uh, this technology company that one is handling the equipment that the truck drivers are driving, yeah. but also is the place that Frank, one of the villains, uh, has been working at undercover. Right. So he he's like infiltrated this place to get the layout and I guess to get a better knowledge of understanding of what they where the timetables are for their for the next part of their plan, which is to charge the unit. Right. Um. So MacGyver and Pete go back to the gas station for any kind of clues, mm-hmm. and uh, what, which seems like a bad idea to me that yeah, they would go back to that place. Yeah, well, I mean, they they don't really know where they're going at this point. Yeah, um, but they're they're looking for trouble, kind yeah. of. But so they go back to the place, and the I mean, it's still presumably a functioning gas station, and the and. Maybe the military is, like, trying to figure out what happened to these people. Yeah, yeah. And if they got to this gas station, it would be really obvious because there's two dead bodies just mm-hmm. left there. Like, it seems just really sloppy. Um, sloppy work on the part of the villains here. But And they also probably should have just taken the uniforms that the guys were wearing. Well, I, don't, I, I guess that really wasn't necessary at this point. But um, the, the fact that this truck is so big and... It's not. It doesn't look like every other truck. It's not. It's not like the equipment's right. inside of a semi truck trailer that you go. Oh, I don't know which one it is. It looks like yeah, they all yeah. look the same. It's very it, clear what where the EMP is. Yeah. From a helicopter's perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so MacGyver and Pete find the dead bodies, and, and they see that they worked for Vector Comp, mm-hmm. which is a company that specialized in electromagnetic technology <laughs> <Yeah>. specifically. <laughs> the Phoenix Foundation has has worked with them before. I thought it was the name of the company from. From the, the first fraternity of thieves, the, the eraser. Oh, the eraser. It was like Vectro something, mm. where he goes up the elevator shaft and steals the guy's oh, information. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But it's it's not it's not Vector Comp, but it's something like that. Um, uh, this is when the uh, the the TV again, at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, the TV at the gas station broadcast again. Live for your die hard. The 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 message that the of that we're gonna your infrastructure is weak. And we're going to take it out. Yeah. And that I think they spell out their plan a little bit too much. Instead of just saying that there's going to be panic, they say all of the grids are going to go down yeah. and your cars are going to stop working in the middle of the street. And it's like, okay, you're talking about an electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. You're just describing exactly what you're going to do. So now we have an idea of what you would use and yeah. 
and 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 basically can take preparations against it. Yeah. Um, right. And now we know what to look for mm-hmm. to try and catch you guys. Uh, yeah. And we also learned that the uh, the organization is called the Black Dove Front. Right. They have their own flag and emblem and everything. It's yeah. actually, It's actually kind of cool. Uh, so, and then when MacGyver puts it together, he realizes that his watch died at the same time that his truck did. Mm-hmm. And so that this is when they finally realize that it's a, it's, yeah, it's an EMP. EMP. Even though that they just said on the news. So are the, the is it possible that they have an EMP? And then now MacGyver and Peter are like, they have an EMP. oh, you know what? They do have an EMP. Uh, so VectorComp, again, is the company that made the EMP. But PowerTech is right. the name of the the place that they need to get to because they need to charge up the EMP. And MacGyver yeah. just happens that you know he, they got a map in the truck. But yeah. It uh, seems funny, too, though, that because MacGyver's like, you ever heard of a company called PowerTech? And he's like, yeah, it's a nationwide supplier of electricity. Electricity and like, technology. It almost feels like if MacGyver had said, "Like, hey, have you ever heard of Edison?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's the company that we all buy our electricity yeah. from. Like, it didn't seem necessary for him to say that. It's like PowerTech. I wonder if there's a station around here. Like, that's all he would have had yeah. to say. Yeah, uh, and there is, of course, but it's actually more of a lab right. than, than a station. But. Uh, but that's where the bad guys need to go in order to charge up their device. And uh, there, there was already supposed to be a battery that they could just yeah. take. Yeah, exactly. There's this gigantic blue drum, and it's supposed to be fully charged on this day for whatever experiments that they were going to be running. But um, for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Yeah. They, they don't go into it. So this battery is completely dead. Mm-hmm. And if they want to charge the thing from scratch, mm-hmm. it's going to take all day or longer than that even right because they need three million volts of power for their plan Ugh. <laughs> three and so million volts. they decide to discharge it instantly from the generator but there's i guess a significant risk that they could just blow the truck up yeah and then the bad guy says nothing is as risky as certain failure yeah that's a great is, line. yeah so he's just like do it i don't care do it uh, macgyver and pete arrive and they see that the black van that Pete was abducted in, right. uh, is out front, and so they figure that they, that, you know, they're inside. So they kind of like lay low as they make their way uh, into the lab area. Yeah. Uh, so this this plan, I, I know they're trying to put it together, and they're, 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 they 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 only have what they have at their hands. But so MacGyver la- lays a trip rope because Pete says they're going to see if you try to get to that truck. Yeah. So MacGyver jams the door to where Jonathan and the girl Lisa are and uh Frank and uh I don't know where Frank is at this point because Frank his Armin is hooking up the Frank is like giving him instructions. Okay, yeah. Frank they're was they're like, both out there. Wire this to this and hook this to this and <laughs> cuz you sure you sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, they're both out on the floor, yeah. So MacGyver lays like a trip line for Pete to pull in case Lisa and Jonathan get out of their little control room, which of course they see immediately because it's a huge open room. Yeah. Uh, but the weird thing is that they notice Pete and then they say, "Oh, it's the guy from Phoenix." And then they run out and then Pete pulls the trip line. Like they're already looking at Pete. Why didn't yeah. they notice that he's pulling a trip line? Well, and then they drop their guns, but Pete's just not fast enough. Yeah. To get he's not to MacGyver, them. like running out to kick the guns away before yeah. they can get back to him. Yeah. So so. The plan fails in the sense that they they basically recapture Pete. Right. And 
now they see MacGyver's like climbing up the the generator, so they just they start shooting at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, don't shoot at the generator. Yeah, they're shooting at this giant regulator. Uh, and uh, so they haven't gotten it like fully hooked up yet. I mean, it's hooked up enough that they can turn it on, but yeah. Armin. But there's isn't... there's two of them now because there's MacGyver and Armin are both on the on the regulator still. Yeah. So Jonathan says, flip the switch. And yeah, he, he says, fire the regulator. Like yeah. it's a weapon already. It's fire like, it. It's not a, there's no fire button. Mm-hmm. It's just like, start the charge. It's an execute button. Yeah. But the, the female member of the team uh, is very upset about them killing Armin. Yeah. Well, and, and first of all, Armin's death, I feel, was just like, he just kind of goes, ow, and falls over dead. Yeah. Like, no, three million volts? Yeah, three million volts, he would just be vaporized. Yeah, because the I, I referenced the uh, scene in Batman yeah. where Jack Nicholson hand buzzers the guy at the board meeting. Yeah. And he's just like this flaming skeleton. How many volts was that supposed to be? Something that you could fit in your hand. Yeah. I mean, Tim only got a 10,000 volt charge in Jurassic Park. Oh, that's and true. And he was smoking like five seconds after that. Yeah. Like, this guy and, should have exploded. Yeah, exactly. He should have just instantly just yeah. gone. But no, he just turns blue like he's quantum yeah, like leaping. Yeah, he's quantum leaping. <laughs> I said the same thing in my notes. I said that about the truck, too. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it looks like he's quantum leaping. Um, and so Lisa's furious because they've just killed Armin. Yeah, who's, I guess, a friend. And she whips out a gun to shoot at Jonathan, and he just shoots her in the face. Yeah. Like, he hits her right in the head. She Like, her head goes back, and she gets knocked out on the floor. Mm-hmm. So she's dead. So now we're down to two <laughs> and, uh, and bad guys. And they've both taken Pete with them. Uh, so, like, because MacGyver's up on the on the right. ladder of the generator. And, so he and they basically it. shout to him that they're going to kill Pete if he tries to interfere. Right. But at this point, what's the harm in shooting the superconductor? It's completely discharged. Just start shooting at MacGyver again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, and I don't really know why MacGyver was going up there. Like, I don't know either. Yeah. Like you can. I think he just was going under the cover of like they can't shoot me here. Mm, that's true. So MacGyver starts questioning. And maybe he was going to disconnect it before they charged the. That's true, but yeah. you never know when they're going to fire it. I'd, I'd be, I'd be. I don't I mean, know why he didn't get electrocuted when they turned the thing on. Yeah. The way that it, it killed Armin. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you're in a in a fair. You're inside the Faraday cage. Yeah. You're not outside. Three of it. million volts should be able to arc anywhere in that room yeah there's no way it wouldn't have killed him inside the regulator i love the coloring too of the of the tower i wonder if it's like a real thing some kind of i bet it's an actual power station somewhere in vancouver Mm -hmm. um and then he basically interviews like the people that work at power tech to Mm -hmm. figure out where they could possibly go um and then the leader of the team says that jericho point is the best like vantage point of the city right because um, I think they said it has like a range of like two miles or something like and that. And it's a very directional piece of equipment. Like we, we see like the, the head of the of the EMP generator is like... It's a dish. It looks like a satellite dish, yeah, that's pointed in a direction. Because there's computers like on board the system that would be shut down by an EMP. Right, so you want it directly so away. It, yeah, so it's, it's pointed directly away from them. But it seems like two miles is not far enough like... The bay is almost a mile wide on its own, mm. so you're really only getting one mile inland from there. It's only going to shut down cars for like eight city blocks. Yeah, and then after that, it's ineffective. And I mean, we don't know what city this is supposed to be because they were on a skiing trip, and yeah. so I don't think it's supposed to be L.A. 
because, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they, they just. I don't keep think they it, say specifically what city. Yeah, it they is. just keep saying your biggest city or one of your biggest cities. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I assumed more that it would be more of a San Francisco because there just seems to be a lot of water. Right. And there's no water near downtown LA. But if they fire this thing across the bay and it takes, you know, a mile to get to the city and then mm-hmm. they only get one mile inland and all these cars are dead, how long can they maintain that pulse? Right. With three million volts? Because it seems like even after that, like, say they can hold it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So people are sitting there and their car's dead for five minutes, and then the pulse is gone, and then their catalytic converter, like, they can just restart the car, can't they? Um, Not like going to permanently disable their vehicle. Well, I mean, I think what I think they're oversimplifying the EMP in the yeah. sense that apparently it, it like completely drains batteries, um, which I don't know if it does. Um, I don't know if it would completely wipe out a battery yeah but 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 at the same time you can re you can still recharge it it doesn't doesn't make the battery non-functional anymore a rechargeable battery but also if the car's running already then you don't need the battery and then the the engine is recharging the battery immediately but but it would kill the the spark plugs still need to fire and if and if a pulse is preventing the spark plugs from firing yeah then yeah your car would shut down yeah yeah so, uh, yeah, then it would just be a matter of jump-starting your car once it's been shut down. Right. Which I think is what happens at the beginning of, of uh, War of the Worlds, when yeah. everyone's cars are dead. But then it's like, oh, but if you jump it, then mm-hmm. the car will start again. And, uh, yeah, because, yeah, well, anyway, War of the Worlds is its own, it's its own discussion for another day. <laughs> um, so... Uh, MacGyver heads to the point where they've got the the MP, they got it charged up and it's ready to go. They're aiming it at the city. And he could see Pete sitting on the ground, basically tied to a tree nearby. Yeah. Hope hope it, the other don't, they also don't bring up bring up the implications of people with pacemakers. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about they're that. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> or people on life support. Hopefully there's not many of them in this city. Um so they got three minutes now until the EMP fires because it's on a timer. Right. <laughs> You just set the timer. Set yeah. it and forget it. Uh, yeah, arbitrarily three minutes. They're like, all right, now we're going to fire it in three minutes. And then they just stand there like looking around at their watches and just talking to each other. Yeah, Small three talk. Minutes, three minutes is a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I think they just do that for dramatic purposes. Yeah. Just got to have a ticking clock. But M- MacGyver starts rifling through their van and he finds a walkie-talkie mm-hmm. and uh, and some wire. So he, yeah, he he takes one walkie-talkie and I guess he, he puts it in such a way that if it receives a signal, it's just going to short out. Yeah. Cause he, and then he sends it a signal so that smoke starts billowing up over the front mm-hmm. of the EMP. See, what I thought he was going to do is like I thought he was, he was going like to ti- blow up like the tires or something out of the car so the whole thing would tilt. And like, oh, so it's not pointed in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like the, the – blow out the brakes so like it would start to roll or something yeah because <laughs> they're right by a water like they're on it that's true if he if he just blew out the front two tires then maybe it would point down into the water instead of at the city yeah or the truck would like roll like go in a neutral and kind of roll down into the water because they're right there at, 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 yeah it just discharges and like kills a whale mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, all these fish all fish just <laughs> float to the top <laughs> oh boy that smelled pretty bad <laughs> uh so uh, yeah, so he he creates the uh, short in the radio, which creates smoke, 
and Frank sees it, goes, oh, I think there's something wrong with the front. So he goes and just gets immediately knocked out. Yeah. And so now Jonathan is like, hey, Frank, what's going on over there? We got like the golden triangle way flashback on this one. We're just, I'm just going to keep waiting for people to come and yeah. just keep knocking, just knocking them, out. them out over and over again. Uh, but uh, instead of uh, knocking out Jonathan, who's got a gun drawn, right? And in MacGyver's defense, MacGyver just kind of like sneaks around and then comes around and then tackles him down a cliff. Yeah, and then the, they just get in a fist fight, basically. Yeah. Um, so they're they're fighting pretty hardcore too on the beach. And then MacGyver starts playing dirty. Yeah, he throws sand in his eyes. Yeah. Um, and then pulls this like jacket down around his arms. And then he does his like one punch knockout. Move. Yeah. Uh, and so MacGyver can't shut off the EMP because be- it's locked in sequence now. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't think to start up the truck and drive it away or I mean, point it out into the ocean. Yeah, it's you got a lot of options, but. And and this seems like the least realistic option that he just takes a piece of wire like a cable, hooks it onto the front of the dish, and then just hooks it back onto the capacitors so that it shuts itself down. Yeah. And uh, so the, you know, he unties Pete, and they just kind of take cover behind some trees. I yeah. guess I guess that's good enough. And it seems like what would happen with three million volts would be this wire wouldn't be able to conduct 3 million volts on its own. Yeah, so the, it the, would fail immediately. Yeah, it would the, either come apart or it would... It would just melt. Yeah, it would melt it, off. It, like, a, like, a, like a fuse. And then the whole rest of the truck Charge. would still be useful Released. and would still disable the whole scene. Yeah. But instead, it like in my notes, it looks like the EMP is quantum leaping. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, and then the whole thing explodes. Um and then we, you know, move into Act Five. The bad yeah. guys are getting loaded into a police car, and then Mac threatens a child general. That's <laughs> yeah. the note I have here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, there's not going to be a report, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, there the, will yeah, be. Yeah, the line is really weird here at the end too. Like MacGyver's like, I feel like there, I feel a stonewall coming, and then Pete's like, that's not going to happen. It's like, did you just pull rank on a general? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Pete? Well, and and really, they, they saw the broadcast. Everyone yeah. saw the broadcast. Everybody knows what happened here. Yeah. So I guess, and, and he's like really upset. He's like, "You destroyed three, you know, like thirty million dollars worth of equipment." Sorry. <laughs> but it's not even it's not even government property. It was it was vector comp equipment. Well, but it could have been it could have been like like a government contract. Yeah, but that. Any cost as a result of them stealing the truck would be on the bad guys, not on MacGyver and Pete, who disabled it from destroying the city. Yeah, but at the same time, those ba- they're not going to get the money. Yeah, but the the yeah they're not going to get it from Pete and MacGyver either. MacGyver doesn't have a cent to his name. Mm-hmm. He has a company that he works for, like they pay his rent. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm, you're right. They they must. Like because he he's got no. He lives on lim- a crappy houseboat. It's not like he's paying that much in rent anyway. But yeah, I reasons I like this episode was again because of like the live free or die hard. I thought it was actually a very progressive plot line. Yeah, maybe not executed as perfectly as it could be. Sure. And the EMP device is a little, oh, like I said, I, I referenced Godzilla because it it looks like one of the Godzilla tanks that yeah. they're always shooting like laser beams at him. Yeah, but it's a really cool prop. It no. might actually be like a recycled prop from a Godzilla movie. Yeah, I mean it looks really neat, but it just seems really impractical as far as just an EMP device. Yeah. Um, 
I'm really curious what it is because if it's like, maybe it is a real piece of equipment that mm-hmm. does something, or maybe it's just a prop from other sci-fi movies. Yeah. Um, um, I think like my favorite EMP is the one from Ocean's Eleven, actually. Yeah. Which is like a it looks like a um, like a cold fusion generator or something like that. What about the one from Escape from L.A. at the end when uh, he disables all the oh, electricity oh, on the whole planet? Yeah, the the, the satellite <laughs> linking. <laughs> Uh, He's just like, all right, well, it's time to find a new form of energy for us to use for things. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. And why would you make a machine that could completely blanket the Earth and not have one safe zone? Yeah. To like, oh yeah, in case we need to shut it off. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, yeah, but it's a good episode. Like, I, 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 I don't like that they just kind of stumble onto it. It, it would have you know been a, maybe a little bit more interesting if they had intel and worked the problem. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just like, oh, God, if we hadn't been here, this would have been a big problem. Yeah, they would have just gotten away with it. Uh, so it, I, I but feel, it's more of a right place, right time situation, which happens a lot in the MacGyver In the universe. MacGyver universe, yeah. I mean, Last Stand was kind of the same thing. Like, those guys would have just gotten away with the money if he hadn't gotten lost on his way to whatever. To whatever lake, lake he was looking Swan for. Lake. Yeah. No, it was some kind of bird. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Swan Lake. It's like Sparrow Lake or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bird for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. The special effects are cool. The the bad guys are cool. The and locations are neat. Yeah, the locations are great. Like the that, power tech place was awesome. And the, like we've said before, the prop was really cool. So but yeah, I think that's about it for this yeah. one. Um if you guys have any thoughts on this you'd like to share, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 4, Episode 18, Renegade. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.